discover the inherent power of God in you. Whether there are challenges or not, we are still the same. We are constant. God is constant. God does not change. And that is the life that we have received. It says Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. That is the same life we have also received. We are also the same yesterday, today, and forever. What kind of life? We, we, we are the same because we have the same life with Christ. So when you think about God, think about you. Because everything He is. That is why He told Abraham, He said, I am your, your exceeding great reward. God gave Himself as a reward to Abraham. And we are the seed of Abraham. Therefore, we have inherited God Himself. Listen to Pastor Oti Boatim as Christ is magnified. I've been sharing concerning um, learning the fear of the Lord or walking in the fear of the Lord, isn't it? How many of you were here last week? Okay, so I want to continue. I want to take you a step further. It's very, it's very, very important that we learn the fear of God. Hallelujah. How many of you have been walking in the fear of God throughout the week? You are, you are a little bit more careful with God now. Hallelujah. Yeah, let's be more careful with God now. You know, if you are not smart, you will be, you'll be surprised when you get to heaven. Okay, you'll be surprised when you get to heaven. Grace does not mean you can do whatever you want to do and fool around and be wherever you want to be, you know, and still everything will be fine. No, it doesn't work like that. It doesn't work like that. It's only children who think like that. In 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse um, 11. Look at 1 Corinthians 13, 11. Paul says, when I was a child, I speak as a child. Okay? When I was a child. When implies um, a particular period in your life. Okay? When is at a particular time. Hallelujah. So he says, when I was a child, the word child there is nepius. That's a Greek word. Nepius. And nepius is a child who uh, is, a, is part of the growth processes, but then it can be a problem if you are not growing beyond that point. At any point in time in your growth, your spiritual growth, if you are not going to the next level, you are described as a nepius. Okay? A nepius is a child who is refusing to grow. Those who refuse to grow. <laughs> we are saved for a purpose. Christ has saved us for a reason. You didn't become born again for nothing. Do you understand? You didn't become a, you didn't, you didn't become a child of God for just enjoyment. For You were saved for a purpose. There's a reason for our salvation. We are saved to save the world. Okay? So Paul says, when I was a child, I speak as a child. I understood as a child. I thought as a child. But when I became a man, I put away childish things. There are childish things that must be put away. As you grew up in the Lord, you expected to... Can you imagine if you are still putting on pampas right now? And your mother had to be changing your diapers. How do you think it will be? Have you ever heard of a human being being a vegetable? Have you ever heard it before? This person is a vegetable, meaning that he can't help himself. Probably he has some wild uh, 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 challenge. He needs to be fed, he needs to be carried, he needs to be 
bathed. He needs to be helped to the loo. He needs to be... I mean, that is a lot of pressure on the parent. Do you understand? We were watching something recently, and uh, it was CSI. That's the only thing we watch on DSTV. CSI. Just watch the criminal investigations. <laughs> Hallelujah. And there was one story where this lady had killed her own child because her child was a vegetable. And she couldn't bet. She had lived with the child for so many years, helped the child with so many things, done so many things. And at a point, she couldn't help it herself. So she poisoned her old child and killed the child so that she would be free. If you are not growing as a child of God, there's a point coming when you also think, I don't know what you think, but we are safe for a reason. We are not just to be there and mess up and do whatever I want to do. No. Christ is coming for a church that is without spot and without blemish. Okay? Let me show you. Go to Ephesians chapter 5. Let's read from verse 25. So you can't be a Christian and just be doing whatever you want to do. No. That's the purpose of the fear of God. The fear of God lets you know what is ahead. Do you get it? This is what is ahead. A prudent man seeth the evil that is ahead and hideth himself. You must see what is ahead and then hide yourself. Do you understand? Uh Uh-huh. You can't just be fornicating. You can't just be drinking and boozing and doing whatever you want to do. No, there's a place when you are a child. And there's, there's nothing wrong. You are to poo-poo on yourself. We understand. But there's a place when you are, you are expected to go out of being that childish into becoming a man with responsibility. Do you understand? And if you are not going, then there's a challenge. There's a problem. God will not be happy with you. God will get angry with you. That's why I'm teaching you the things I'm teaching you. The grace of God has appeared unto us, teaching us that denying ungodliness and what it last. We should live a life that is worthy of God. You don't, you don't just, it's like, I'm a child of God, so I can do whatever I want to do. I'm a child of God. I'm a child. I don't hear the rap side. I just hear, I'm a child of God. You know, he says, husbands, love your wives even as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it. Christ also loved the church and what? Gave himself for it. For what purpose? Look at the next verse. That he might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of water by the word. Have you seen it? He saved it so that he might, he might sanctify and cleanse. Meaning that the church is not clean. Christ is aware of your challenges. He's aware of the sin that so easily besets you. He's aware. He knows. But he uh, is depending on his word and he expects you to also depend on his word for you to get better. How long are you going to be in that same level? Well, you've been on that same level for five years. Three years, two years, one year. Some of you have been on the same level for six months. It's not supposed to be like that. The word of God is coming to you so that you use it to move to the next level of your life. There are some things that are in your life that must leave so that you can be able to relate to God properly. Do you understand what I'm saying? Uh-huh. So the love of God is there. It's true. Don't say that, oh, that you are not preaching about the love of God. The love, who preaches about the love of God more than I do? No, I'm, I'm, this is love economy. This is love economy church. It's our name. We preach love. But we don't preach foolishness. Okay? It says that he might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of water by the word. For what purpose? So that he might present the church to himself, a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that it should be what? Uh-huh. That it should be holy and without blemish. It should be holy and without blemish. So Christ is coming for a holy church. 
You are when you consider yourself. Do you see holy, holy things around you? Yeah, don't, don't be deceived though. Let me show you some scriptures. That will help you in your thinking. Go to Hebrews chapter 12. We've, been, we've read it so many times from verse 22. Hebrews chapter 12 from verse 22. How many of you know the scripture? But you are come unto Mount Zion. Say you are come unto Mount Zion. Meaning that we've been taken from the kingdom of darkness and have been brought into the kingdom of his dear light. And we are, in, we are in Mount Zion now. Okay? You are come unto Mount Zion and unto the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, and to an innumerable company of angels. He's saying that where you are now, right now, where you are sitting right now, there are so many angels around you. You are protected. You don't need to be afraid of anything. Are you seeing it? Look at the next verse. Then he says, to the general assembly and church of the firstborn, which are written in heaven, and to, the, to, to God, the judge of all, and to the spirits of just men made perfect. That's where we are. We've come to the place where God is judge of all. And we've come to the place where there are spirits of just men made perfect. These are people who have gone ahead of us. Then he says, and we have come to Jesus, the mediator of the new covenant, and to the blood of sprinkling that speaketh better things than that of Abel. What does the blood of Jesus speak? The blood of Jesus speaks forgiveness. Abel's blood spoke vengeance against Cain, isn't it? But the blood of Christ speaks forgiveness. The blood of Christ is forgive them. It speaks the grace of God. He says that's what we have come to. So there's a blood of sprinkling that is always sprinkling on you, saying forgive, forgive them, forgive them, help them, grace them, grant them ability to do more. That's what that's what we've come to. Look at the next verse. Look at the next verse. Then he says, see that you refuse. You see, every time when we read it, we don't get to this point. It? We don't get to this point. So we don't know what is down. Let's read the message from here. You understand it better. Message. So don't turn a deaf ear to these gracious words. Don't turn a what? A deaf ear to these gracious words of the sprinkling of the blood of Christ. Forgive them. Help them. Love. Grace. Kindness. Mercy. God is always showing us love, grace, kindness, and mercy. Isn't it? Say, see that you don't turn a deaf ear to these gracious words. If those who ignored earthly warnings didn't get away with it, you know who he's talking about. He's talking about the children of Israel. He says, if the children of Israel, eh, if those who ignored, they ignored earthly warnings, didn't get away with it, what will happen to us? To what? Did he say to unbelievers? To us. This is Paul talking. He says, what will happen to us? Eh? If we turn our backs on heavenly warnings. Just consider it. Look at the next verse. His voice that time shook the earth to its foundations. This time, he's told us this quite plainly. He will also rock the heavens. God is going to rock some things. One last shaking from top to bottom, stem to stem. The phrase, one last shaking means a thorough house cleaning. Thorough what? The Bible says that judgment shall begin in the house of God. Then it says, if the righteous scarcely be saved. If the righteous scarcely be saved, then what will happen to the unrighteous? Sometimes, new creation folks behave as though some of these things are not in the Bible. I'm a new creation folk. Okay? But these things are in the Bible. This. Look at it, a thorough house cleaning, getting rid of all the historical and religious junk so that the unshakable essentials stand clear and uncluttered. Do you see what, what we've got? An unshakable kingdom. And do you see how thankful we must be? Not only thankful, but brimming with worship, deeply reverent before God. For God is not an indifferent bystander. 
He's actively cleaning house. Touching all that needs to burn. And he won't quite until it's all cleansed. God himself is fire. Let's go to verse 20. Let's read the King James. So don't think that if you're a child of God, it's like, oh, it's finished. No, it's, it's finished. It's true. That's what the heaven you are going. But the place you will be in heaven, there are differences. There are different levels. Wherefore, we receive a kingdom which cannot be moved. Let us have grace. Let us what? The word have means to lay hold on grace. To actively take grace. If there's something that is happening to you that you don't like, that is not helping you to worship God well. He says, take grace. Don't, don't uh, bask in your, in your weakness. Do you understand? I'm a weak vessel. When a lady removes their dress, I can't stand it. We know. We are, who is not weak? Paul said... <laughs> No, you, ha- you have to be careful. Do you understand? Yeah, you can't, you can't just be living anyhow. Basking in your... Bible says that God is able to keep you from falling. Hmm? Jude one twenty four. Now unto him that is able to keep you from falling. He's able to keep you from falling. Ask his help. He'll help you. Lay hold on grace. Grace is the help of God. Let us have grace whereby we may serve God acceptably with what? With reverence and godly fear. With reverence, he's not talking to unbelievers, he's talking to believers. Let us have grace, let us lay hold on grace, whereby, by which we may serve God acceptably with reverence and godly fear. Godly fear. You must have, go to 1 Corinthians chapter 3. Let's read from verse 9. 1 Corinthians 3 from verse 9. You must have some of these things in your mind, okay? You have to. It's very important. He says, for we are laborers together with God. Then Paul says, you are, he's talking about the preacher. He says, the preachers are laborers together with God. Then he says, you, those who are hearing, are God's husbandry, or you are God's farm. You are God's building, you are God's building, you are God's husbandry. How many of you would want to live in a building that is only built up to the foundation level? Anybody? When rain is coming, it's beating you. When the sun is coming, it's hitting you. When snow is coming, it's on you. Everything is on you. Is that what you, what you want? No, if you are constructing a house, you want it to be built from ground up. Roofed, painted, tiled, furnished, nice, so that you will be comfortable in there. He says you are God's building. God didn't want to come and live in a building that is started. Not a dying. Madhouse that is kept. Uh, that is, is collapsing small, small. No, it's not supposed to be like that. Next verse. Look at the next verse. According to the grace of God which is given unto me, as a wise master builder, I have laid the foundation and another builder thereon. But let every man take heed how he buildeth thereupon. Let every man take heed how what? He buildeth thereon. All of us are building. We are buildings. Remember, I just said it. We are all buildings. And Paul says that he has laid the foundation. The next verse says, for other foundation can no man lay, which is, that is laid, which is Jesus Christ. Christ is the foundation. The born again experience the foundation. The born again experience is what brings you the foundation that you need to build upon. But the rest of the building is dependent on you. Every day we give you the word of God. Every, day you hear the, every time you hear the word of God, you are given materials to build with. And it's dependent on you. How your building turns out at the end of the day is dependent on you. And dependent on what you do with the word of God. I'm not saying that you should use, I'm not preaching efforts or flesh or works. I'm preaching grace. Letting you know that you must actively lay hold on grace to do what God wants you to do and to build your life. 
Grace is not passive. Grace is not passive. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 16. What does it say? Go to Hebrews 4, 16. You see, then we'll come back to this place, okay? Let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace. How do you find that? How do you find something? Do you find something by being passive about it? How many of you find something by just crossing your leg and looking into the system? Your phone is missing and you're sitting at one place. And you're doing this. You're just touching the air. You're looking for your phone. Your phone, your iPhone X is missing. You came for one like that. You jumped one and the phone just went away. And you sat down and then you are looking for it like this. Are you going to find it? How do you find things? The Bible says, seek and you shall find. You find by seeking. Moving things, carrying things. He says, let us obtain mercy. Even obtaining mercy is obtained. It's not just passive. You don't just sit there and it comes. He says, let us obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Okay? So grace must be found. You must find grace. How do you find grace? By searching for it. How do you search for it? By looking through the word of God. If the Bible is there you are not reading it, you will not get grace. How does grace come? Grace and peace be multiplied unto you through the knowledge of God and through the knowledge of his son Jesus Christ. So you must find grace by getting access to the word of God. That is what we tell you. The messages are on podcast. But if you don't open your podcast and listen to it, it will not seep into your spirit by osmosis. And nothing, you will not record any change. You will still be on the level, the same level you have been on since 1975. You ain't born, I know, but you get, you get what I'm trying to say. You have to go for the word actively, or else you will not, things will not change. Your love for the world will not change. When is the lack of, I showed it last time, the lack of the fear of God causes you to have last, evil lusts. And evil lust is broken into three. The lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh, the pride of life. None of these things will disqualify you from building as you're supposed to. They will disqualify you. I'll show it to you. You find grace. Hmm? Romans chapter 5, verse 17. Look at Romans chapter 5, verse 17. So grace is not, oh, I'm just there. God is just doing. No, you must find. Tell anybody you must find grace. Tell anybody once again, you must find grace. You must seek God's word. If you don't read your Bible, tell anybody, if you don't read your Bible, nothing will change. You will just be there. And you'll be there forever. For if by one man's offense, death reigned by one, much more they which what? Much more they which what? Which receive. 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 The word receive is lambano. It means to lay a hold on. Much more, they which receive a, a, abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness shall reign in life by one, Jesus Christ. So your reigning in life is dependent on how much grace you receive on your own. If you want to reign in life, what do you do? Get to the word. Get to the word. Get to eat the word voraciously. You want to change? Get to the word. If you don't get to the word, forget about it. You can hear, it's just like uh, going for a lecture and hearing the lecturer speak. If you hear the lecturer speak, what happens to you? You receive insight into what the, the course. You, you get to know, oh, this is here, this is there, this is there. But if you don't read it, will you pass your exam? Will only lectures cause you to pass your exam? How many of you did that and you passed your exam? 
if you don't sit down and open the book and list and read it for yourself and make notes, do you think you pass your exam? You will not pass your exam. That's how Christianity is. That's how Christianity is. This is the lecture. Faith is coming to you. Grace is coming to you. The glory of God is coming to you. But if you don't take advantage of it, if you don't sit down and open your books, open your Bible, it will not do much for you. Don't just be a church attender. Decide that when Christ comes, you would want to go some. Do you understand? Because not everybody will be caught up. Will be caught up. Some people will be left. We don't talk about these things any longer. I'm telling you now. Some people will be left. It's not everybody. How many of you like eating a mango bunu? How many of you like eating unripe mangoes? How many of you like that? How many of you like ripe mangoes looking yellowish, nice? <laughs> How many of you like that? You like that one? In the same way, Christ does not like a mango bunu. He doesn't like unripe mangoes. He likes ripe mangoes. So you only come and harvest. How many of you go, you are harvesting mangoes and you harvest all the bad ones? No, you don't. We are all mangoes, it's true. But out of the mangoes, there are some that are matured, some that are arrived, and those are the ones that will be taken. Go back to that place where we're reading. First Corinthians chapter. Okay, it says, For other foundation can no man can no man lay than that is laid, which is Jesus Christ. Next verse. Now, if any man, say any man. Any man includes every woman as well. So don't think that, oh, this one, women are not part. They said, if any man, oh, ladies, we are free. You are also part. If any man build upon this foundation gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, stubble, every man's work shall be made manifest. For the day shall declare. What day is that? The day of the Lord. The day that Jesus will come and come and judge all Christians. Christians will be judged. There's a judgment for Christians. It's called the Bemas judgment. You are not going to be judged to be taken to hell. You are going to be judged to be given rewards for what you did for the Lord. Okay? Go to 2 Corinthians chapter 5. Let's read verse 10. Maybe you think I'm lying. I'll show you. 2 Corinthians 5 10. For we must all appear. We must what? Read it to me. One to go. May receive the things done in his body according to that he has done, whether it be good or bad. Have you seen it? Yeah. Huh. So now this word judgment here is bima. It's not the same word for judgment in Revelation chapter 20, verse 12. Go to Revelation 20, verse 12. This judgment is not the same. There are three major judgments in the Bible. The first judgment is called the judgment of sin, and that has it has occurred in Christ. Okay, Christ was judged for sin. Once and for all. If you become born again, you accept that judgment in Christ. So you are not going to be judged for sin again. If you are not going to be judged for sin again, then you cannot be judged for at the white throne judgment. This particular one, Revelation chapter 20, verse 12. It says, And I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God. And the books were open, another book was opened, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged out of those things which were written in the books according to their works. Have you seen it? 11. And I saw a great white throne and him that sat on it, from whose face the earth and the heaven fled away, and there was found no place for them. Then he says that, and I saw the dead small and great stand before God who was sitting on that white throne. So there's a, there's a judgment called the white throne judgment, and it is for those who were not born again before they died. Do you understand? Yeah. Uh, so I'm not talking about this judgment. This judgment, the end of it is the lake of fire. 
So if you read the last but one verse, so all those things are not found in the book, it says they were cast into, into, into the lake of fire. And whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. Have you it? Yeah. Then it says, and hell and death were also cast into the lake of fire. Yeah. Hallelujah. So this one, this judgment here, it's not the same judgment as what we just read in Second Corinthians chapter 5, verse 10. That word judgment is bima. This one is not bima. This one is crisis. <laughs> but you as a Christian, you as a child of God, you'll be judged. If you are not born again, you have to be born again because this one is what is waiting for you. You need to give your life to Christ today before something bad happens to you. Okay? Sometimes I'm talking like this, like it's not true. Well, people are dying, or you don't know. People are just dying. A friend of ours died, uh, I think, on Wednesday. Pastor. When he was dying, he said, I see angels. Heaven is real. He breathed his last and left. Where do you think he's going? If you think those things are not real, go and go to some of those dangerous wards where people die by heart. Just stay there for two nights. You will see that there's a difference. People go with different types of shouts. Some go with excitement, some go with, with sadness. Some go and say, don't let them come and take me. Then they are gone. <laughs> okay, so this is for Christians. Second Corinthians 5.10 For we must all stand before, appear before the judgment seat of Christ. That everyone may receive the things done in his body. Done in his body. This, this is with reference to two things. Done in your body and also done in the body of Christ. What did you do in this your body that you are in? And what did you do in the body of Christ? According to that he has done. Whether it be good or bad. Look at um, Romans chapter 14 verse 10. There's another one in Romans 14 10. But why dost thou judge thy brother? Or why dost thou set at not thy brother? Why do, you, why, why do you make your brother nothing? Look like nothing. For we shall all stand before the judgment seat of Christ. Have you seen it? We must all stand before the judgment seat of Christ. Look at the next verse. For it is written, as I, I live, see the Lord, every knee shall bow to me, and every tongue shall confess to God. So then every one of us shall give account of himself to God. Every one of us shall give an account of himself to God. You must fear God. So that you don't mess up in this your life. Because what you are doing in this your life is what is going to show. And I mentioned, I don't know if I mentioned it to another group. I think it was another group. God is not going to judge you for the evil things that you did. For sleeping with 70 girls. Okay? I'm not here before. Before you became born again, you didn't know. (laughs) Before you became born again, you didn't know. All that is forgiven. Now that you are born again, God is commanding you to live right. How? By accepting his grace. Not taking advantage of his grace. Not thinking that his grace is for nothing. Because too many Christians are taking his grace for nothing. Do you understand? You, can, you are frustrating the grace of God. Paul mentioned that not frustrating the grace of God. You don't have to frustrate the grace of God. Then he mentioned that don't receive the grace of God in vain. Because one day you shall give an account of yourself. Hmm? So then we as workers together with him beseech you that also that you receive not the grace of God in vain. Don't receive the grace of God in vain. The grace of God is coming to you every time. Don't receive it in vain. Okay? Yeah. Have some fear in your heart. That Charlie, I have to be careful. I have to be careful. Go back to First Corinthians chapter 3, where we're reading. Am I helping you? Yeah. 
Let's read from verse 12. Now, if any man build upon this foundation gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, stubble, he says, every man's work shall be made manifest, for the day shall declare it, because it shall be reviewed by what? It shall be reviewed, your work shall be reviewed by fire. And the fire shall try every man's work of what sort it is. Of what sort it is. So if your work was gold, silver, precious stones, if gold goes through fire, what happens to it? It's what? It's refined. How about silver? Silver is also refined. How about precious stones? Precious, sto- precious stones were even born out of fire. So if it goes through fire, it's like it's in its own environment. It will become fine. How about wood? What will happen to wood when it goes through fire? It will become charcoal. How about hay? How about stubble? It will just finish right now. So some people will get to heaven. They will go to the judgment seat of Christ is, is the fiery judgment of Christ, actually, for Christians. In Revelation chapter 1, the Bible describes Christ and how he looks like. The Bible says that his eyes are full of fire. Okay? His eyes are full of fire. So the judgment seat of Christ, Christ will be staring in your eyes. You stand before him, only you and him. And he will stare in your eyes and find out what you did for him. Whether you loved him with all of your heart. Whether you came to church to come and sleep. Whether your boyfriend was more important than he was. It's, it's an inquisition of love. He'll be inquiring of you of love, but it is like fire. It's Revelation chapter 1, verse 14. It says, his head and his hairs were white like wool, as white as snow. And his eyes were as a flame of fire. So his eyes, his eyes will test your works. Test you and see what manner of man you are. If all your works that you did were wood, all of them will burn. Okay? All of them will burn. So, so in, in the next verse, look at the next verse. Every man's work, next verse. Says, if any man's work abide, shall abide, which he built thereupon, he shall receive a reward. So if, if you go to the fire, your works go to the fire and it abides, it stays. You'll be given a reward. So it's a judgment for rewards. Do you understand? A judgment for rewards and a judgment to burn all the things that are not correct. So you had an opportunity to tell the truth. And you lied. That's when you're going to tell the truth. You just lied. The lie is, your, is the wood. And that's what you show up on that day. It will burn. If you told the truth, it will come up. Maybe the truth costs you. Do you get it? The truth will cost you. It's a precious stone. Because you told the truth, now you have to be jailed. You have to go through some things. Go through some wild, wild, like people are looking at you in a certain way. Because you want to be genuine and honest. You don't add zeros to some figures. Neither do you do some, uh, uh, they say I press, I press computer. The scammers, they say I press computer. There was a question during the week concerning whether a scammer can bring types to church. I mean, how can you be a scammer and bring types to church? No, what you are doing is wrong. Do you understand? What you are doing is wrong. If you are a child of God, you will not do that. And your preacher should receive the money anyways. Because it's money. It's not every money that is good for God. God will not accept it. Yeah. You told the truth and it brings you plenty problems. Plenty challenges. All the challenges work on you. To build precious stones. On that day, God will, you'll be surprised that the little truth that you told and the little things that you saw here. The rewards it brings to you up there, you'll be, you'll be shocked. You'll be surprised. That's hey, me and Panamini. Is this really me? God will praise you. Do 
every man shall receive. If any man's works shall be burned, if your works are burned, it says he shall suffer loss. So there's some suffering in heaven as well. What type of suffering? Loss. You regret. So in heaven, there's something called weeping and gnashing of teeth. Okay? In hell, there's something called wailing. And gnash- weeping and wailing are different. Weeping is. <laughs> you can stop and even sneeze. <laughs> If I had known, I would have done this. If I had known, a lot of Christians would be like that. If I had known, I would have done this. If I had known, I would have. If I had known, I wouldn't have lied. If I had known, I wouldn't have cheated on this person. If I had known, I wouldn't have done this. If I had known, I wouldn't have done this. If I, that's weeping and gnashing of teeth. You'll be gnashing of teeth. God. Lord, Pastor, why didn't my preacher tell me? That's what I'm telling you now. So that on that day, you don't look at me some way. You know, say, hey, Pastor, look at your head. Pastor, look at your head. You didn't tell me what you were supposed to tell me. Paul said, I've, I've declared unto you the full counsel of God's will. Uh, Matthew chapter 8 verse 12 But the children of the kingdom shall be cast out into Cast out into the outer darkness There shall be weeping and gnashing Children of the kingdom or not children of outside the kingdom Children of the kingdom Shall be cast out where? Into outer darkness So there's a place in heaven called outer darkness Where the glory of God does not reach fully You will see light but it's not You will see that You can't even get closer to the glory of God You will see all those wild people Paul and Silas and all those people Sitting in wild places. And you can't get close to them. There's remedials in heaven. There's remedials in heaven. Why? You didn't learn some things here on earth. So you have to be, you have to be sat down and you have to be taught for 1,000 years. Remedials is going on right now. It will end after the 1,000 year period. Yes. There shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. The wailing and gnashing of teeth is always referred to, to those who be cast into the lake of fire. Okay? Look at that. That's in Matthew chapter 13, verse 42. And shall cast them into a furnace. I've isn't it. It shall cast them into what? A furnace of fire. That's a lake of fire. There shall be wailing. Wailing is not weeping. Uh huh. Do it, man of God. Do it for us. That one is wailing. There's no time to sneeze. There's no time. But in heaven, there's weeping and gnashing of teeth. What do you want? I don't know what you want. Is the sex bigger than the, the reward you will get? Is the lying bigger? Is it better than the reward you will get? Is the stealing better than the reward you get? Is the scamming better than the reward you will get? No. This is, these are eternal rewards, though. not a reward you, some, some biscuit you buy for you and then it's finished. You eat and it's finished. No, this is eternal reward. As you are walking in heaven, it is written on you. Christ has his name on your forehead. There's something called the overcomers in the church. It's not everybody who is an overcomer. If you want to be an overcomer, you must live differently. You don't live like every other person. Look at Revelation chapter 3 verse 12. Go to 12. He says, Him that overcometh, will I make a pillar in the temple of my God? Not everybody in the church. He was writing to the church. Which church is this? I think it's this either Philadelphia or one of them. Okay, he was writing to a whole church. Then he, to the church, he said that the one who overcomes, I will make him a pillar in the temple of my God. And he shall go no more out. He shall go no more out. And now, it means that you are where the glory is. You are right with God. You are in the temple of God's house. Do you understand? He shall go no more out. 
And I'll write my, upon him the name of my God and the name of the city of my God, which is New Jerusalem, which cometh down out of heaven from my God. And I'll write upon him my new name. I'll write upon him my new name. In other places, the one who overcomes, I'll give him a stone, the white stone. The white stone is a qualification to attend the marriage supper of the Lamb. It's not everybody who attend the marriage supper of the Lamb. Christians, Christians, not unbelievers, Christians. So yes, we're all moving around. Sometimes you see some people, it's like one large and they are singing, they are doing, I didn't pay anybody to do any of the things that they did. I don't pay them. I won't pay you. Why should I pay you? All those of you who want to be paid, you are getting a reward here. There's a place where we'll pay you. We'll give you, not pay, we'll give you something and help you with something. But uh, you don't have to compel the church to pay you. All that you are doing is for the glory of God. If you are doing it right, someone may be doing something for God, but he's doing it because of obligation, not because of burden, or because of love for the Lord. You are doing it because you are, it's expected of you to do it. Your work is, is hay. Can you imagine? Even though you are doing it, it's hay. Your work is, is hay and stubble. You are playing the drums. But as you are playing, if we were playing shabu somewhere, would have gotten, I would have gotten 200 by now. Pash! This pastor is not serious. He wants to enjoy the money, but he doesn't want us to enjoy it. Pash! You must have fear in your heart. You have to. Go to, go to um, 1 Corinthians 4. Let's read verse 3. We can read from verse, from verse 1 if you want to. Okay, from verse 3 is okay. I don't want us to read too much. Paul says, but with me it's a very small thing that I should be judged of you, of man's judgment. Yea, I judge not my own self. For I know nothing by myself. Yet am I not there hereby justified. But he that judged me is the Lord. What, what Paul is saying is that all that I've done, I've done out of a good heart. Okay? I've done all the works that I've done, all the travelings that I've done, all that I know I'm doing out of a good heart. But even that one does not justify me before the Lord. I don't even know what will happen on that day. It does not justify me before the Lord. For I'm not conscious of any wrong in myself. But this does not make me clear. For it is the Lord who is my judge. Have you seen it? That's BB. Hallelujah. Next verse. For this reason, let there be no judging before the time. You see someone, it's like a man of God. He's a man of God. He's wearing white suit. He's doing some wild things. So you'll get all the rewards in heaven. It's not true. When you get there, we'll see whether what he was doing was really from God or not. Don't judge anybody. He says, don't judge anybody right now. When we get there, you'll see. So the Lord comes, who will make clear the secret things of the dark and the designs of the heart, and then will every man have his praise from God. So that day will be a day of praising, praising people. But if you didn't do what you're supposed to do, when you come and they judge you, everybody say, hey, Nitiko, be saying, look at his Ossiput. Come and pass and go. Do you know what you I've told you now. So you must have some fear. Tell everybody, you must have some fear. In your heart. Don't just do things. Don't just move. Don't just be doing things. You are kissing all over the place. Your mouth is finishing. It's like kissing is nothing. I mean, when we were, when we were in school, you don't do those things. Oh. No, 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 no. Very nice. Like, very nice. Nothing. Oh, my pastor, we kissed. We just did some one or two things. It's nothing. It's nothing. Eh. Eh. The period of your kissing could have been used to do something else. God will judge you based on what you could have done with the kissing. Your kissing is wood. It's hay. It's a stubble. Mm. Wood. Hey. Stubble. Right now, the virgins are finished. There are very few virgins in the system. Am I lying? 
if I ask how many virgins are here, lift your hand. It will be a problem right now. I won't ask. I won't ask such things. The only virgins left are the, uh, the airlines, Virgin Airlines. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So if I were you, I would live differently. I would live differently. I want to live differently. I want to matter on that day. I want to receive the rewards God wants for me to receive. And fulfill his calling for my life here on earth. Whilst I'm here. There's something that all of us need to do in the body of Christ. Everybody has something to do. Everybody. Everybody. When we become 100,000, still everybody has something to do in the body of Christ. Something has to be done by you. Okay? So when there's no fear of God, you have all kinds of things. Lasting after foolish things. And I showed it to you the last time. Go to Luke chapter 14. Let's read verse 15. Luke 14, 15. And when one of them sat at meat with him, heard these things, he said unto him, Blessed is he that shall eat bread in the kingdom of God. So the, the man said, Blessed is the one who shall eat meat, who shall eat bread in the kingdom of God. Meaning there's not everybody who shall eat bread in the kingdom of God. This, he's talking about the marriage supper of the lamb. Okay? How many of you know about the marriage supper of the lamb? There's a feast that you were saved by Christ for him to marry you. Christ is going to marry the church. I just read some to you in Ephesians chapter 5 from verse 25. Husbands, love your wives, even as Christ loved the church and gave himself for it. That he might what? Sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of water by the word. So that he might present it to himself, a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that it should be holy and without blemish. So this is his wife. The church is the bride of Christ that becomes the wife of Christ. That becomes the army of Christ. Okay? And I want to show you the progression. Hallelujah. Go to 2 Corinthians 11.3. Let's read from verse 1 so that it makes more sense. 2 Corinthians 3 from verse 1. I would to God that you could bear with me in a, a little in my folly. And indeed, bear with me. Paul is coming to say something. He says, you bear with me in my foolishness. Bear with me. For I am jealous over you. I am jealous over you with what? With godly jealousy. Why? For I have espoused you to one husband. That I may present you a chaste virgin to Christ. Have you seen it? I have espoused you to what? To one husband. That I may present you as a chaste virgin to Christ. So yes, Christ is going to present us to himself. In the one we read in Ephesians chapter 5, he says that he might present it to himself. But actually, it is people who will be presenting people. So the people you are responsible for in the church, you are going to be presenting them on that day. I did a work in your life. Someone else doing a certain work in your life. Other people. So we'll present you together on that day as a chaste virgin to the Lord. Okay? Look at verse 3. But I fear... Paul says, but I fear. I'm afraid. Lest by any means, as a serpent beguiled Eve through his subtlety, or deceived Eve through his subtlety, so your mind should be corrupted from, this, from the simplicity that is in Christ. As we're sharing the word of God with them and building them up, some people were also sharing other things to them. That was taking them away from Christ. So he, was, he says, I'm why, why are you people listening to these people and not listening to me? Okay? I've espoused you to one husband. Look at Revelation chapter 19. Let's read from verse 7. Revelation 19 verse 7. 
He says, let us be glad. Okay, let's read from verse 6, so that we understand even some more. And I heard as it were the voice of a great multitude, and as the voice of many waters, and as the voice of mighty thundering, saying, Hallelujah, for the Lord God omnipotent reigneth. Next verse. Let us all be glad. Let us be glad and rejoice and give honor to him. For the marriage of the lamb is come and his wife has made herself ready. Have you seen it? So there's a marriage, there's a supper, it's a reception of the marriage. When we say marriage supper of the lamb, we are talking about the reception of Jesus' marriage. Who is he marrying? He's marrying the church. I've showed it to you, isn't it? He's marrying the church. So in that place, okay, go, go go to the next verse. And to her, to the bride was and to her was granted that she should be arrayed in fine lining, clean and white for the fine lining is a righteousness the actual word is righteousness of saints meaning that the saints, you and I to qualify for the wedding, we must sew our own clothes very well and that is the building I've been talking about how that you, your building is what to qualify you to be on that particular table with the Lord Then he says, he said unto, unto me, Right, blessed are they which are called to the marriage supper of the Lamb. And he said unto me, These are the true sayings of God. These are the true sayings of God. They are not false. True sayings of God. It will come to pass. Blessed are they which are called unto the marriage. It's not everybody who is called unto the marriage. Okay? So in Luke chapter 14, verse 15, where we're reading, this man was making reference to this marriage supper of the Lamb. And Jesus gave him an example of things that can exclude people from attending that marriage. And be invited to that marriage and being called to that marriage. Can I show it to you? Yeah. And when one of them that sat at meat with him had these things, he said unto him, Blessed is he that shall eat bread in the kingdom of God. Look at the next verse. Then said he unto him, A certain man. Say a certain man. man. Say it again, a certain man. So Jesus is going to give an example, he's going to give a, some, a, 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 a story concerning the kingdom of God and the supper of the kingdom of God. A certain man made a great supper and bade many. Or invited many. He invited many people. Next verse. And sent his servants at supper time to, to say to them that were bidden, Come, for all things are now ready. So Jesus is inviting all of us to this supper. It means that the marriage supper is not going to be attended by some people. It's going to be attended by everybody who is willing and ready. Because God has invited everybody. Salvation is for everybody. And in salvation, the call to attend that marriage supper is also for everybody. But look at the thing. It says, and they all with one consent began to make excuse. What excuse are you giving today? They all began to make excuse. And all the excuses that they made is the evil lasting, lasting after evil things, lasting after this world, things that are, things that will burn. I told you the last time. It says, what man of men ought you to be? Seeing that all these things that you are designing will be burnt. Am I saying don't buy a house? Buy a house. But don't live all your life buying a house without getting anybody saved. And do anything in the kingdom of God. No. You see, the world is making us think that the things that are important are made low, and the things that are not important are really elevated. That's how the world is. Upside down. The world is upside down. And they all, with one consent, began to make excuse. The first said unto him, What did he say? Read it to me. One to go. I have bought what? A piece of ground. This is supper time. How can you check land in the night? No. How can how will you know if it's waterlogged? Or it's close to a cemetery? 
He will not know. I have bought a piece of ground. So these are the group of people who are into building something for themselves here on earth. Like, uh, you want to become popular, you want to become big. You're a child of God, but you want to like, you want to have influence over this world. Let the world know. You want hammer, you want to hammer. Lord, make a hammer. Make a hammer, Lord. Make a blow, Lord. <laughs> Building empires. People have built empires. They are nowhere to be found. Though. Sometimes I ask, when I'm talking about these things, I ask about Alexander the Great. You know Alexander the Great? He conquered the whole world. You know him because he conquered the whole world. But where is his kingdom right now? Where is his kingdom? It's nowhere to be found. How many of you know Genghis Khan? If you had it, maybe I mentioned him to you. Yes. Great warrior. Those people could shoot arrows whilst uh, uh, riding on horses. Okay, as they are riding on they can have a very good arrow, whatever, target and kill people. And they can run with horses. As the horses are running, they are also running by them and jump on the horse and come, come down and shoot arrows and go back, go under the horse. Very skilled wild people. I mean, they were ruthless. You can read about them. Go, go, on, go on the internet and read about it. People have built empires, conquered the whole world. But we don't know. Rome. Do you know Rome? Where is Rome now? It's in Italy. Do you know how big Italy is? It's very small. And Rome is very small in Italy. But some time ago, the Romans controlled the whole world. So your, your desire to build, I don't know what you want to, you want to I don't know what you want to do. I'm not saying don't bring anything to the world. Bring something to the world. Do something for the world. That's all we are saying. What we are saying is that don't do that at the expense of your own life. At the expense of your eternity. Do you understand? This guy was into property, empire, like Charlie, I'm building, gathering things. One man was so rich. He became so rich. Jesus told the story. He became so rich that he said that I'm going to pull down my old man, my old storehouse, and build another man. And fill it with food. And, so to, and say to my soul, so, relax, eat, drink, and be happy. Then God said in that same night, thou fool, I'm taking you away this night. We build things. I mean, Kerst is, is a man of God who decides to send young people as missionaries. To places like Sierra Leone, Liberia, Guinea, Guinea-Bissau. I mean, I mean, Equatorial Guinea. Mali, Burkina Faso. You see, your parents will come and say, Pastor, are you okay? <laughs> but if I say I'm sending you to America, America, <laughs> your mother will come and thank me Pastor, and show into my life. <laughs> I know you are from God. Now I know you are from God. <laughs> and another said, I have bought five yoke of oxen. This guy is also into business. Business mind, and I go to all these things who exclude you because of the, the, the last of the world, the last of the flesh, and all that. You don't have time for God. People come to church, they are praying, God, give me a job, give me a job, give me a job, give me a job now. <laughs> and then God answers their prayer, and that job takes them away from church. They start insulting church. These people they are lazy, they always call Christians lazy. You don't know. One day you see that we weren't lazy at all, you were the lazy one. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. 
Go back to First Corinthians chapter ten, verse seven. Let's read from verse, verse one. You remember this is what we've been reading. First Corinthians chapter ten, from verse one. Moreover, brethren, I would not that you should be ignorant how that our fathers were under the cloud and all passed through the sea, and were all baptized unto Moses in the cloud and in the sea. And did all eat the same spiritual meat. He's telling you about our new birth and all that. That we all have the same baptism. We all have all those things. He said, not drink the same spiritual drink. For they drank of that spiritual rock that followed them. And that rock was Christ. But with many. Say but with many. Say but with many. They were all born again. They all came. They were all speaking in tongues. But with many, God was not pleased. He says, but with many, God was not well pleased. For they were overthrown in the wilderness. The word overthrown means they were left in the desert. They died in the desert. Then he says, now these things were our examples. The things that happened to them are our examples. To the intent that we should not, first of all, last after evil things as they also lasted. And that's what I've been sharing with you in the last one week, in the last week, even into today. Last after evil things. Evil things. They all pass away. It's good. You must have your, your own home. You have to. You have to have cars. It's for the gospel. It's good. It's very important. But don't let all your life be for that. Sometimes, and this is the first level of the struggles of Christians. You come, into, you come into Christ, you become born again, and you can't stop listening to some songs. Yeah. You can't stop listening to some songs. The song is so nice. It's very difficult. But there's grace to help you come out of those things. If you are not careful, you'll be in Christ for five years and you still have that as something that still holds you. You get it? Yeah, it will still be holding you. You used to go to disco. Your desire for disco is still there. You are feeding it. Those who lasted after evil things, what happened to them? How many of them died? I mentioned the, the, those, I mentioned the figure the last time. Numbers chapter 11, verse 33. Ah, uh, is there? 3 and 20,000. How much is that? 23,000. 23,000 people died because of lust. The fornication is plenty. This one is fornication. Ah, uh, let us talk about 3 and 20,000. That's for fornication. This one is not for fornication. The, the, <laughs> all those, all the things that are here, every people died. What last night after flesh, people died. Fornication, people died. Uh, uh, idolatry. Idolatry, 3,000 people died. Plenty. Different groups died, 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 died. Plenty. Go to um, Numbers. Numbers chapter 11. It will show us the actual figure. Okay? Numbers chapter 11, verse 33. And while the flesh was yet between their teeth, these are the ones who lasted. The Bible says that they lasted, if you read from verse 1. Okay? They fell lasting among the children of Israel. Okay? He says, and while the flesh was yet between their teeth, as it was chewed, the wrath of the Lord was killed against the people, and the Lord smote the people with a great plague. Next verse, verse 34. And he called the name of that place Kebroth Tartava. Thank you very much. Because there they buried the people that lasted. So they buried some people there. But I don't know if he mentioned the actual figure. Next verse. It is the next verse. He didn't. And the people journeyed from to Hallelujah. Yeah. I don't know if you want to be buried. You won't be buried physically. You'll not be buried physically. Oh, that's not what God is talking about. God is so interested in killing you. But you realize that your life is not working in a certain way. 
you will not be relevant anymore in the kingdom of God because your, your life, some wild last be. Some songs be that you can't stop listening to. Some we you can't stop smoking. The Atopadia will come. We'll come to that place. Yes. But something is just dragging you. It's, it's, it's in your past, but it's still holding on to you. And you're allowing it to hold on to you. Some movies be that you can't stop watching. www.x.com You must take grace too. Because it can kill you. Do you understand? Yes. First of all, don't think you are the only one who's struggling with something. Listen, everybody here is struggling with something. Everybody. That's why we are in church. Church is for helping people. It's a sickness hospital. It's a hospital, but this one is sickness type of hospital. The hospitals where it's for other things. This one is sickness type of hospital. Everybody is past some problem here, here and there. And God is fixing everybody. God is saying that allow me to fix yours, you die. It will kill you. That's all. Basically, that's what I'm preaching. Do you understand? Is it too hard and too difficult to understand? No. Then the next group, look at the next group. Neither be idolaters. So a lack of the fear of God will lead you into idolatry. Idolatry. As were some of them, as it is written, the people sat down to eat and drink and rose up to play. <laughs> they sat down to eat and drink and rose up to play. Neither be idolaters. As some of them were. As is written, the people sat down to eat and drink and rose up to play. Where is this found? Exodus chapter 32. Go to Exodus chapter 32 from verse 1. So have you learned anything since you came? Yeah. What have you learned? Someone should tell me what you have learned. Yes. Outer darkness and the levels in heaven. Outer darkness and the levels in heaven. Which level do you want to be on? The highest level. The highest level. Endeavor. Endeavor to be on the highest level. Don't relegate your life to the background like... Me, I'm not a strong Christian. <laughs> you have defined yourself. Me, I'm not a strong Christian. I can easily fall. So, I'm, I'm, I'm not. Okay, no problem. God also put you where you're supposed to be. Yes, because you're not strong. You can't carry the glory, so he has to put you somewhere. Any other person? Anything you've learned today? Yes. Thank you, Pastor. Thank Please, you I've got to understand the types of judgment, getting to know the BMC judgment and then the judgment of sin. And I've also come to understand the differences between the last as well, the last of the flesh and then the last of the eye also. Thank you. Because of what you are seeing, you want to be like him, Kardashian. So, hey, wig that you can't afford. You have to do all kinds of things to, to get the wig. You have to get a certain type of phone. I mean, your life, your whole life is all about setting. I went with my wife to go and buy uh, uh, makeup. I was shocked at the prices. <laughs> no, she picked about three things and it was 1500 I was like, what? <laughs> what? What are you talking about? <laughs> no, like, if you, want the, if you want something correct. It, it, and even that one was not the highest standard. They are wilder ones. Hey. So it's like, as a, a lady has to do all types of things. All types of, you have a sugar daddy. Who comes to pick you up? And dash things with you. So that you can get 10,000 Ghana cities. And go and shop for makeup. Last, eh? Last of the flesh and last of the eyes. Is killing you. You'll be left in the desert. Fear God. When the, when the man, you see, they are big men, we know them. 
They are there. They are there. Bring, Charlie, bring your bottoms, come and collect golf. You know foul to budget golf. In the 70s, it was very, very popular. At Champions Time, it was very, very popular. Foul to budget golf. The, the car that was there then, popular then, was VW Golf. You see, it is nothing today. It's nothing. It's baller. But some people died and wasted their lives because of golf during those times. Yet there are guys who also have sugar mummies. Yeah. I was surprised. I was hearing about some recently and I was shocked. As we were saying it, I was shocked. I was, was I the one driving? I was driving. As I was driving, I was quiet. I was like, wow. <laughs> Things. Servicing market women for money. Yes, they don't have husbands, so they are their service point. Wow. Yeah, so they invite them over. People they don't know, they met for the they just, they're just meeting in the bedroom. I asked you, so how are you able to have an erection? How are you able to have an You just met the woman, big woman. You don't know how she looks like nothing. She, you enter the room, she's there, and you must you have an erection, sleep with her. Hey, what a shock. Children of God, though. It's a serious thing. All in the name of God will forgive. God will forgive me. It's true, God will forgive you, but you are losing. Ask for that one, God will forgive you. We know. Ask for that one, we already know. Isn't it? God will forgive you. God has forgiven you. But there are replications in the future. When you stand before him, we show it to you. As you were sleeping with the woman, there was, you had to clean the chest in church. Hello? This was a reward that you were going to receive. Gold. But this one is, is hay. Pew. The Bible says that they shall be saved, but yet as by fire. So the fire will burn you small. It'll burn you small. You are a Christian, you'll be forgiven. That's for that one. You are not going to go to hell. Look at, look at, uh, let me say this to comfort you small. Go to, <laughs> go to John chapter 10, verse 26. John 10, 26, 27, 28. But you but believe not, because you are not of my sheep, as I said unto you. Verse 27. My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they, know, and they follow me. And I give unto them eternal life. I was in it. Jesus says, I give unto my sheep eternal life. And they shall never perish. The word never is ume. Ion. It's ume ion. It's three words put together. Which means never under any circumstance, for no reason, under no circumstance, under no condition, in any of the ages that will come, shall they perish. So your security as a child of God, your eternal life is secured. That's what Jesus says. He says, they shall never, ever perish. Neither shall any, any man pluck them out of my hand. Have you seen it? Look at the next verse. My father which gave them me is greater than all. And no man is able to pluck them out of my father's hand. So you are in Christ's hand, you are in the father's hand as well. Then he says, I am my father. Verse 30. I and my father are one. You can't take it. Nobody and nothing can take you out of his hand. Amplified of verse 28. Amplified 28. And I give them eternal life. And they shall never lose it or perish throughout the ages. Have you seen it? No, I'm telling you that it's true. You will never perish. You're not going anywhere. You're going to heaven. That is your destiny by God's grace. <laughs> but the heaven, no, there are different levels. You see the way there are different areas in this commercial that we are in. Uh-huh. How many of you wouldn't want to live at Inshayas right by Golden Tulip? Or live in Golden Tulip? That's your residence. Your residence is Golden Tulip. You don't like? They shall never lose it or perish throughout the ages. To all eternity, they shall never by any means be destroyed. Have you seen it? Yeah. It shall never by any means be destroyed. And no one is able to snatch them out of my hand. So your security is it's called eternal security. You are, you are assured. It's 
complete. But they are more things. Do you, do you understand? There are more things. So don't just be basking in this one. I'll never perish. So I can do whatever I want to do. Eh, do it. Just continue. You will see when you get there. You will see the things you, you would have lost. You even have issues here. Because, <laughs> because what, um, if you give an example like um, Kweku is my son. And I tell him not to get close to fire. And he insists on getting into the fire and he puts his hand inside. What do you expect to happen to him? Yes. But will the hand grow back? No. He'll be maimed for life, isn't it? Yes. But he's still my son, isn't it? Yes. So th- th- these are some of... You, you, you get... There are, there are repercussions of our actions. If you are supposed to keep yourself and you, you, you take the grace of God for granted and everything. There's HIV and all those things. They are all there. You, c- you can get it. And you can die with it, but you are still a child of God. It doesn't change God's love for you. But there are repercussions of your actions. Do you get what I'm saying? So that is what we are trying to say. You won't lose God's love. But when you fail to hear him, or you refuse to, or you take the grace of God for granted, there are repercussions of that. It takes mercy for divine healing and all those things to happen. There are a lot of Christians walking around with a lot of things. But they are still Christians and they are still children of God. Don't you know some? Yes. It's not because God doesn't love them. Okay? You have to take hold of God's word and take possession of it. Make it to yours and live by it. That is all pastor is trying to tell you. He's not saying that God is not love. Do you understand? So with the examples that I have given, think about it. That is exactly how it happens. So God is trying to save you. He's trying to save you from a lot of hurt and a lot of, a lot of pain and a lot of things. But you insist on doing it your own way. And when it comes to a point where you are supposed to be mature and there's a, a, a point of accountability, you, whatever you do, you, be a, you have an accountability. You don't beat your five-month-old baby because he pooped in his pants. But you may beat your seven-year-old baby because, um, child because you think that you should have known better, isn't it? So that is exactly what has happened. And God is just trying to help us, okay? So you have to take the word of God that pastor is preaching seriously. Thank you. Hallelujah. All of us, we are all taking it seriously. Me too, I'm taking it seriously. You think I'm talking to you? I'm talking to myself. Even if you don't come, I'll preach it to myself. Yes. It's very important. Go to Hebrews chapter, chapter 13. Let's read from verse 4. I don't want to go to the next point. So we are still talking about last of the eyes, evil, lasting after evil things. You guess it? Because of wig, wig in tea. Because of shoe. Ladies are too expensive. Is it not true? Your life, everything about you is expensive. Am I lying? That's why some people have cut their hair. So that they, there's no stress. No stress. Some people are doing natural hair. We don't know whether it's natural hair or artificial hair or spiritual hair. But it's still there anyway. Hallelujah. Yeah, you just cut your hair and then you are just free. Because the hairstyle, even going to the salon, you need about 30 CDs, 40 CDs every week. Oh, Charlie, no be easy. Oh. So right now, they are into two share. Where are into share? 
just braid the hair and then they put something on it every time. Yeah. Even shoe. A guy's shoe can be 100 Ghana cities. A lady's shoe can be 200 Ghana cities. Oh, yes. Shoe. And every lady does not have clothes. They always don't have clothes. Never have clothes. But there are plenty in the wardrobe. Yet, I, I don't know what I'm going to wear. How about all these ones? I don't know what they are. <laughs> Hebrews chapter 13 verse 4. Hebrews 13 4. Let me show you the scripture. Marriage is honorable in all, and the bed on the fat, but hormongers and adulterers, God will judge. Have you seen it? This is to Christians, so he says, hormongers and adulterers, God will judge. Next verse. Verse 5. Let your conversation, let your life, be without covetousness. Let's read the amplifier. I think it will be better. This one's like it's too covetousness, conversation. We don't understand. It says, let your character or moral disposition be free from love of money. Have you seen it? Let it be free from love of money, including greed. Avarice. What is the meaning of avarice? Avarice. Hoarding things. Hmm. Last and craving for earthly possessions. You are craving for... He's, he's writing to Christians. Let your lives be free. Let your character of disposition be free from love of money, including greed, avarice, lust, and craving for earthly possessions. And be satisfied with your present circumstances and with what you have. Have you seen it? Without that, you can't, your faith cannot work. If you are not satisfied where you are now, your faith can't work. Your faith to move to the next level can't work. He's not saying don't want to move to the next level. You must want to move to the next level. But the way to move to the next level is by being grateful for what you have. If you are not grateful for where God has brought you, then your faith cannot begin to work. A lot of people's faith are not working because they are not grateful for what they have, where they, where they are. They are. When they have five cities, they are looking for 50 cities. So they are not grateful for the five cities. Meanwhile, some time ago, they have 50 persons and were praying for five cities. And five cities came. When the five cities came, they didn't thank God. Five cities, what is it? We need 50. So it's like every time you are a crying baby, God always has to sort you out. You've never said thank you to your father before. No. Just let your life be free from those things. Why? For God himself has said, I will not in any way fail you. This one too is Ume. Never ever under any circumstances. The same thing. I will not in any way fail you or nor give you up nor leave you without support. I will not, I will not, I will not in any degree. Have you seen it? I will not. This God says, I will not, I will not, I will not in any degree leave you helpless, nor forsake, nor let you down. Relax my hold on you. Assuredly not. So trust God. Then he says, if you have that, so that you may boldly say, the Lord is my helper. Who shall I be afraid of? I shall not be afraid of any man. So that we may boldly say, the Lord is my helper, and I will not fear what man shall do unto me. So your faith, for you to be able to put your faith to work, you need to be grateful and know what God has said concerning you. Then you will not be craving all over, all, all over the place. Your roommate is a, is a, is a, is a uh, whatever, he has uh, uh, sugar daddy. They are buying her iPhone. They have bought her car. They are bought her, they are sitting there. Hey, this Christianity, Christianity has really limited us. <laughs> Christianity has really limited us. Look at all these things. We could have all been involved in all these things right now. Oh. And don't give the excuse that I don't have money in my house. There's no money in my house, so I have to do this to survive. You are, there's something wrong with your brain. I'm telling you today. Don't bring that, that yourself right now. That, oh, 
I didn't have anybody to take care of. I don't have anybody to take care of me to pay my school fees and whatever, whatever. So I have to do this to survive. I have to be a prostitute to survive. Sister, he, I just read it. You says, I have said, I will never leave. And I will not. I will not. Unless you don't trust God. Yeah, unless you don't trust. If you trust God, God will take care of you. You may not have 500,000 Ghana cities lying in your account. But what you will eat every day will be, will be there for you. And you'll be fine. You'll be happy. And God will prepare you for a glorious future gradually. You see, God is not like uh, KFC. He's not like, a, he's not like a fast food joint. You go, okay, uh, uh, whatever, whatever, crunch this one with this one with this one with, with, with the wrap. Then you move to the next one, you pay, and then you move to the next one, and you are gone. No. God cooks a fiedriane, house too. Gradually. He adds a benquine. It's a benquine type of thing that he's doing for you. And it takes time. It takes time. God wants to give you money that you can work with and use. You understand? Money that your hands can handle. Not money that your hands can handle. You get some money, you can't handle it. If I, should give, if I ask you, if you get $1 million right now, what will you do with it? You will not know what to say. You will die. The $1 million will kill you. We've had plenty. Be- ah, haven't you heard of that? Just three years ago, a woman won, she won the lottery five years earlier. Uh, five years ago. She was she, UK. She won the lottery, one, one million pounds. That's a lot of money. One million pounds. How much is that in cities? Plenty. Two years later, she came to uh, sue the lottery, lottery, the lottery company for destroying her life. She came to, yes, she came to sue them for destroying her life. Go to Hollywood and see. People who have had money, they don't know. It destroys them completely. Destroys them. Because money is spiritual. Money can destroy you. God wants to raise you to the point where you know what to do with money. Then you allow some money to come into your hand. You understand? Tell me about relax. God is in control. God is in control. Hallelujah. Tell you for relax. You for relax. You for relax. God is in control. I will never leave you. That's so comforting. I will never leave you. I will never leave you. So don't let those things take your attention away from God. Okay? There are better songs. In the kingdom of God. There are better guys in the kingdom of God. If you take your time, God will give you a guy who will never disappoint you. A guy who appreciates you for what you are. And love you with all of his intestines. <laughs> Hallelujah. Yes, take your time. A guy who is afraid to do some things. Who can't just go and sleep with somebody else. And bring you HIV. To be difficult for him. He loves God, so it will be difficult for him. Listen. Adultery is very easy in marriage. Oh, ask Pastor Kobe. Ask Pastor Kobe. Ask Pastor Alex. It's very easy. It's very easy in marriage. It's very, very easy. It's the easiest thing on earth. The only thing that will hold a man is Onyankopon. <laughs> only thing. Only Onyankopon. Nothing. It's not your face, your beauty, your bottoms, your hips, your breast. Oh, yeah. He has your breast, he has your button. So other people's own are nicer to him. Yes, other people's own are nicer to him. When he sees other ones, even though it's the same size as yours, he's attracted to that one. Same size as yours. Yours looks like oranges. Yeah, that one also looks like oranges. But still, he wants to go there. The only thing that will hold a man is Onyankopo. Also, Abaka, you are in trouble. You are in trouble. Oh, yes. Sorry? You cheat, I know a young guy, 32 year old, he's been able to buy a car for a 20 year old. 
his girlfriend. He's married with two children. He's just cheating all over the place. He started cheating one week after getting married. <laughs> ah, you people, what is wrong? You don't know these things. You don't know. One week, right after the honeymoon. Right after the, when they return from the honeymoon, uh, that same Saturday. Sharp. No need for whatever. whatever. So you, you're a lady, you're, I want a guy. Oh, every lady has, I want a guy who loves me, who will not cheat on me. Sister, your hopes are very, forget about it. Forget about it. You need Jesus. You need God to talk to you, to change your mind. If you don't get someone that God has given and is correct, and is from God, and loves God, and fears God. It's a time bomb. Give him time. Just give him time. He will just... Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yeah, guy, you want a lady who will be submissive? Mm. I want a lady who will be submissive. Yeah. She will serve me her, in, my, in my plate and whatever and do this for me. When I say she do this, she will do it. When I say A1 type of marriage, yeah. brother, you two, you are, your hopes are going to be destroyed very soon. Yeah. You will marry and your wife will be jumping the wall. Yeah, yeah she will tell you, ah, Kofi, why is it that you are not giving it to me? You gave it to me only once. When Kwame was there, it was given to me five times. I don't know what you are talking about. So you'll be in, you'll be in bed. You'll be lying down snoring. Uh-huh. Your wife will be jumping the window like that. You jump the wall and go and come back. You see? The whole area, everybody has tasted some. And you are the only one who doesn't know. Only you, you don't know. And she'll be insulting you. Yeah. And why are you supposed to be submissive? She does. She will not know that you're supposed to be submissive. She'll be insulting you. Who are you? Who do you think you are? You are not a man enough. You are not. Hey! It's not a joke. And she'll leave you and collect all your money. Yeah, right now, it is coming to Ghana. You know, suing husbands. It's coming down. It wasn't here before. We could, husbands could leave their wives, and that don't happen. Yeah. Brothers and sisters, God is helping us. God wants to help us. They says, don't be like them. Hmm? These things are written for our examples. To whom has come the end of the ages. We are the last group to learn from them. Last group to learn from their example. After us, nobody can learn from their example again. Hallelujah. Rise up on your feet and yes, thank God for what he has shared with you. Thank God for making you wise. Yes, thank God for wisdom. Thank God. Thank God. Thank God. Thank God for making you wise. Thank God for making you wise. And receive grace actively to live the way God wants you to live. Receive grace. It's time to receive grace. Every time the word of God comes, it's an opportunity to receive grace. I receive grace, Lord, to live a balanced life. I receive grace to lay down things that are not helping me grow in you. I receive grace to go the way you want me to go. To be focused. To be focused. I receive grace right now. Lift up your hands and just receive grace. Receive grace. Receive grace. Receive grace. Actively. Actively. Tell God, Father, I receive grace, Lord. God bless you for listening. Keep listening to the word as Christ is made the center of your world. For prayer and counseling, call 024-563-8314 or send an email to info at christworldinc.com. God bless you.